Welcome to a legacy. Let's go for a ride. Follow this ride over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. While you're at it, join the Discord where you'll find this video. Maybe a few people as well. It's been a long time since I did this. Uh, so you'll find this audio on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, or you can just listen to this on YouTube. Where you know, on YouTube, you can watch it as well. It'll be <laughs> on Twitter as well. And as you can see, I am not alone. Okay, if those of you that are only listening to this, in a moment you will hear that I'm not alone. I'm joined with the OG of CC. See, in season one, you'll find him. Yeah, seen Bonds. <laughs> People might be asking why I asked Yasin back, well, because I'm bored. <laughs> now, uh, this is more of a point to this. Uh, I had an idea last week that uh, we focus on the mental side of comedy. Now, this might be a very short one because Yasin is one of the unicorns in comedy. It only took him like four tries to get everything perfect and ever since. <laughs> well, that's my perspective. Maybe it'll surprise me. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, the last time you mentioned, um, it didn't take very long for you to find, quote-unquote, identity in comedy that stuck with you. Uh, so, how did you get to that point? You know what's funny is like, so for, so firstly, I wait to the watchers and to the listeners. I'm asking points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it's, I think finding identity is is such a it's an ongoing thing because once you have it, you realize like you've changed. So every time you go on stage, you go, "Oh shit, I used to do it like this. It's kind of different. It's kind of different." But yeah. I think what helped me uh, find my my niche. Uh, or find my angle and my style was yeah. and and a lot like uh, a lot of careers and a lot of um, artists as well is that you don't see the build-up that brought you there you don't see the other things that happen in the background that made that moment work that made you go oh shit I'm in the right like you think it's I, a thing of um, there's nothing like luck it's just that you were prepared for the moment right yes. and the moment is always there it's always it's it's yeah it's ever fleeting yeah. at the same time yeah. and i think um uh yeah so it's a thing of like my 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 love for words my love for reading my love for cartoons um my training that i had on twitter before um, or my training i'll say on on social media before i actually started comedy was all mm -hmm. just short bits and and for me, that was like me training like my mind to to find gags and to see that. And once I realized like that is my style or that I like for myself, it's not mine. Like I own it. It's mine. But it's what I do. Yeah. Um, that That's when I like I think that was that's why it clicked earlier for me, because a lot of people start comedy just uh, by going, I'm going to go on stage and do the thing. But. Yeah. But they don't have like most of them don't have like previous training to skillet the ideas out, if it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, there has been, there's been a few people who have um, been like popping on social media. So they they sort of like they figured out how to let the ideas free and how to shape the kind of comedy and like their own yeah. voices and. Because it's a, it's that trans essentially comedy is that thing of translating what's in your head to what people can hear, and like painting the picture that you see in your head so that they see that picture in as a crowd. And I think uh, social media can um, has been uh, that for me. It's facilitated facilitated that for me. So you see, sometimes you have actors that when they come to stage, they they fluid on stage. Hey, they look so comfortable. They and yeah. which they are, <laughs> but it's that thing of them learning what's their voice as a person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't. So sometimes actors can't do comedy because they yeah. don't know their own self like that to do that thing. So they can perform comedy, 
but to yeah. do their own comedy is not necessarily their thing. Um, yeah. So it's that thing, but then you find actors that that are right, actors that um, do improv. Uh, so when they eat the stand-up comedy space, it's almost like, yo, where were you all this time? Um, <laughs> and, I, and I think that's essentially what... So a lot of guys would take longer. I feel like they... And it's... Taking longer is not a bad thing with stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it could be yeah. the best thing ever. Because um, what happened to me was I think like two or three years into my into my career, um, it almost became like, yo, that's that's what you do. Like, that's all that you do. And then yeah. um, Martin Evans was like, yo, don't don't be scared to reach out. We know We know everybody knows you can do this thing. What else can you do? Like, go for it. Like, you can stand on stage and swear all you want. You can tell stories if you want, but, like, allow yourself. And I think after that discussion, I started changing my, like, not identity, but, like, my voice and, like, trying to find, like, a link between my persona on stage and a closer link to what my persona on stage and myself as a person, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, essentially, every time you're on stage, you're just realizing like, yo, I need to speak more or, or need to be able to speak more of my mind. Even if it's just jokes, it's how my mind sees the jokes to how they can see the joke. Mm-hmm. That's an endless journey. Yeah. The, the way I see it as well, you were mentioning about finding your voice. And it's not necessarily being fake. It's just finding a voice that works best for a certain scenario. Mm. So, so it, it, it's, yeah. No, no, go. So it's a thing of it's not necessarily that it's fake. It's just that it's a different or a highlighted version of you. Yeah, yeah. And like highlighters come in different colors. But that thing of every time you go, like every time you find your voice, so you get guys, they go, when I'm 40, and they do a show about being 40. When they have kids, they tell that they have a show about having kids. Um, when they do something, then there's a show about it. And essentially, that's them uh, finding a new voice for the person that they are. So as a comedian, you, you every time you're telling a story, you're becoming a different person than what the previous story was. Yeah. And you start telling it different and different. So when you look back at yeah, like yeah. old sets, you just realize like, yo, I would not write jokes like that anymore because I've changed as a person. Mm. And and I think that that's that's the nice thing I like about stand-up comedy for myself is that it allows me to change and allows me to learn and allows me to go back or not go back. It allows me to be like go forward and be different to what I was. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, that's what I like about it for myself. It's also yeah, it's it's an ever changing uh, medium. And when I it's, it's stand up comedy and comedy just in general, like social media comedy, it's it sort of falls under the same bracket. Yeah. And at this point, I have to say massive respect to you because you made dad jokes workable <laughs> in an entire set. <laughs> Like if I do it, if I do it, there will be nothing. Just crickets. And as you mentioned, it's a learning <laughs> process. You found out how to make it work. And you, you, now, yeah, it's yeah. For me, it was just that thing of like I, I felt that that was like now in in retrospect, like I like I like last year I found out that I have ADHD, right? And it, yeah. it's quite severe. So I realized, like, my attention span didn't allow me to go further. And it was just little bits. And, and my brain, like, beats in that rhythm. And I realized, like, oh, shit, that's my beat. Like, I realized, like, it made sense. Like, when they told me, yo, you have ADHD, I was like, yeah, this makes all the world, <laughs> all the sense. Because I go, my sit, my sit is basically me going, oh, shit, I, I thought of this thing. Next thing, next thing, next thing. It's like yeah. I can't do like overarching things like like long oh, stories. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I get bored while I speak. So yeah, so um so I, I think every or, or comedian or people uh, uh, comedian as in the broad term of funny, 
Um, everybody, like is eventually you start finding what rhythm is yours the longer you do it. Because mm-hmm. with dad jokes, dad jokes is like, I do it on stage, but I, I can't stress how much. Like, I think that way. Like, I genuinely, like, <laughs> I, I have a problem watching movies because every time I watch, it's like, it's gag, it's gag, it's gag. Like, when I, I see things, it's, it's, this is, this is the continuous beat of my yeah. brain. So, the, yeah, I can't explain any other way that, that it was meant to be this way and that's who I am and what it is. Okay, you guys watching this and listening, you see that gif of the maths equation that comes up. That is Yasin in comedy. Everything it, it, he looks at. <laughs> it really is. So you know how my brain works it out, right? So I see, so like I, I love those how-to shows, like how they make it. I don't know, like like that stuff on Discovery Channel. I love yeah, yeah. shit. Like, I love yeah, like that's like kind of my point when I see like, oh shit, how things are put together. Like it blows my mind. Uh, but essentially, so I see end product. So I see punchline first and then my brain goes, yo, let's figure out, let's figure out how to take people away without them seeing it. So mm-hmm. like I'll take a word and I'll go, um, like how can, how can I take them, but like almost take them on a journey, but not show them like it's a surprise it's like a cloak and dagger thing of like oh look the journey look, without the destination the, but they don't know the destination i know the destination Dumbass. but it's a thing of like they don't that how can i how can i give them two things right and show them the two things but the two things are actually one thing that they never saw joining if it makes sense oh it will make sense after i watch it three times <laughs> how how do you get to a point where okay you've done jokes for like a while a long time how do you get to a point where you feel okay this is a time to retire it so to speak and create something new it's when you're thinking in the joke because like you do a joke for a long time and like i get excited for my stuff like i go i know this joke is funny for me so i i do it as long as i find it funny and then there's a moment where i'm on stage and i do the joke and while i'm telling the joke i'm thinking of something else and then i go that joke will be phased out now that that joke is ready to leave um there's also times where i leave where i retire jokes or i'll say used to because we used to do com- stand-up comedy. <laughs> it's been, what, four months? <laughs> um, but I, I essentially used to retire jokes because I felt that there was others that were stronger or that they didn't contribute to the set as what they needed to. So some, so some jokes I would use as, um, as a breather. Be- so here I go. Yeah, there's a breather joke between like a great joke. So I can't, I don't go, yo, here's two great jokes. Yeah. You must, <laughs> crowd must calm down. <laughs> you, you, like, I'll give you like one joke that's like popping, then one joke that like dips a bit, then one joke that like is a step of joke. So it's like one joke, another joke, and another joke. So it pulls. Then I'll give, like, I'll drop the level again. Then, yeah. so it's that thing of like momentum to pace yourself through a set because you can't just go bangers. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if you do great jokes in a row, that it's a flat line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you go, this flat line is the same as this flat line. Like, it's it's all just straight lines. And you go, a good a good set essentially takes as arcs and, like, takes yeah. them, like, through places and stuff like that. So if you are listening, I was making yeah. my hand at a high line. And then <laughs> at the second joke, at the second line was a lower line. But they still both two straight lines, open, uh, perpendicular to each other, so they never touched. Um, yes, but yes. essentially, that is that for me is a good set. Is like yo, take me on a journey, because yeah. it, it it feels like I spent. So, so what I also like to do is when I perform, is I give them jokes that they can take home where they go. So when they hear a word outside in the world, mm-hmm. then they think of my joke, mm-hmm. and that. 
Because I go, I'm living rent-free in your mind, if you remember my joke. <laughs> Going for that lasting impression. Yeah, it's it's really one of the best, because it's a thing of, like, I go, like, we've shared a moment, because me and the crowd, I go, I gave you something that forever you'll remember me by, and you, when you yeah. think of it, you think of me first, and I go, that's that's a gift for me and a gift for them at the same time. In the same vein, and I'm not exaggerating to everybody that's here right now, <laughs> this man gave me an entire set. An entire <laughs> set. Because I didn't have to put this one night, I think my first night at Timbuktu Coffee House. Uh, rest in peace, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Come back oh. sometime soon, please. When like, when the world when the world becomes right, I feel like they, they will come right. But for now, everybody must yeah, yeah, just yeah. through the yeah. places. It's a very difficult time. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're saying carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the first set I did there. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys what the set was because it was terrible. <laughs> Even during the five minutes, I was thinking, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> tell, tell them the story. You must tell the people the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Yasin is hosting this event, right? And after introducing every act, he'll come out and then speak a bit. And then <laughs> once the show was done, we, we chatted about for about probably like 30 minutes. And this is Cape Town at 11 o'clock on a Friday evening. So, <laughs> even with hoodies, as okay, people listen, just over to YouTube, see the hoodies wearing. Imagine this hoodie just in black and a scarf and yes, that. And what he told me was work with what you have because people that know me Know that I have something nobody else does. Okay, two. <laughs> a pair of clean white shoes all the time. <laughs> Only because I have a wheelchair. <laughs> use that in your set. And ever since, I have that set in the barrel. I have that set... And then zombie apocalypse happened, and I still have that set, and I'm still <laughs> waiting. And you know what the problem is? It's like my brain doesn't understand what's going on in the world. So every now yeah. and then, brain adds to the set, and I'm like asking, where are we going to do this? Yeah, that's real. Um so I, again, I have those moments as well where I go, yo, when I'm on stage again, hey, then I go, oh, yeah, yeah, throwback Thursday, not going to be. Um, but you, you know what the thing is, like, I just, I, again, the mechanics, I like the mechanics. Like, I love watching comedians for many reasons. One, I love comedy. One, I love, I also just like seeing stuff that, like I could add or, or stuff that people might not see. So I can like, uh, so I said, I said to the lot of comedians, like when they send me like this stuff and I, yeah, yeah. I go over it and I just go, maybe think of this, maybe do that. Cause again, sometimes comedians, you, 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 you hear something that someone will suggest as another comedian will suggest. Um, and then we also, as comedians, we only take advice from people who we trust. Who, who oh, yeah, understand yeah. stuff. But sometimes yeah. you want to hear something that you don't, that you want to hear something that you won't go down. So, like, I'll give yeah, a yeah. suggestion maybe to Dalen. And then Dalen yeah. will go, No, I won't use that. And I go, that, That's great. Because he goes, I won't use that because this is the, what I want to do. This is what I want to go. Mm, mm, oh, mm. I understand that. And then, so many times after, com after stand up shows was my, is my favorite thing. Because it's just comedians talking about the thing we love the most, and it's yeah, comedy. Yeah. It's like we, yeah. we, you know, we love nothing more than talking shit and talking comedy. And um, so, so that's the other thing which I just, when I see uh, people come with this or, or guys do or do these sets, I genuinely just listen because I go, 
maybe they're not seeing angles that that should be the or they're not seeing or they haven't heard their funny yet so i go maybe i can give them a view to it whether they use it or not is up to them but it's just that thing of putting it out there um so so many times i i sit and i watch with the comedian like the bigger guys and yeah and i just like try and spot for them um and i i, I just also like voicing that's the other thing <laughs> like like, <laughs> like in in um i did a career test i think i was in like i was like 20 and i did a career test and it basically told me that i'm a creative but i'm also bossy then <laughs> then it came down at the end then i was like mm, director is actually it's actually one of my dream jobs is to direct to to give creative advice and how i think should should be or should be seen and yeah so essentially i'm i'm working my way into a world where i can direct uh, that would be a great um yeah that's so so when i watch comedians i like to direct at at the same time whether they use it or not is up to them but that's my that's what i want to put out if it makes oh, sense oh you're on the way and people that saw this episode that did with the scene <laughs> in episode in season 1 you will find me repeating something yasin is on his way cuz when i first saw him he won a competition i was in I went out in the first round, but that's not the point. <laughs> Let's focus on the more important did things. Did I win that year? Yeah, you did. That was so funny. <laughs> Shit, that was. You know, when I think about it, like, like, because I'm, I'm probably like everybody that's listening to this and 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 yourself at the same time. During lockdown, yeah. I've listened to like a lot of podcasts and a lot of um, like. Uh, I listen to like a lot of the comed- uh, American comedians, their podcasts and things, and yeah. it's so funny because like they tell these stories of like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Then when I think of like my own career, then I go, "Yo, I've also done shit." Like that's I'm- you. That's you now. <laughs> it's wild. Like it's yeah. It's the. So <laughs> we talk about the competition. I go, I remember that shit, and it's it was such a long fucking time ago. Yo, I remember actually entering that that competition and being a complete dick. <laughs> I didn't talk about that in the last. I can't even remember in the last episode. No, 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 no. no. So we did we did the first auditions, right? The, I think there yeah. was two days of auditions. Did the first auditions, and then I was. I think I was the. I went on the second day, uh, and yeah. then. But everybody, it was a time where everybody just used to hang out. Like all the open mics, we were all like still like a lot, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were all like on the same team. And then Kenwin Kenwin Davis asked me, "Yeah, who year do you think is gonna win?" And I was like, "I'm gonna win you, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I didn't come here for jokes. I'm gonna win this thing." Because that was like on, on like the early, not even the like the competition, not even just started. It was it was the auditions for the competition. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Yo, I'm telling you now. Look at me. I'm going to win this." <laughs> Kenny, I'm telling you, and he started laughing, and I'm like, I'm not laughing. I'm telling you, I'm winning this thing, and then yeah, winning the thing was the wildest thing because then he came to me that night and he was like, "Fuck you, Yasin," <laughs> like, yeah, you got yeah, you know. Um, but Welcome yeah, it was. Welcome to the Matrix, everybody. Here's the Oracle. You <laughs> yeah. foresee those things. You foresee it, and it then it happened. It's that. It's just that thing of us. Uh, sometimes you uh, yeah confidence is that sometimes you must just lie and fake and then you sometimes you yeah. believe your own lies and then yeah. you just you own start, it. yeah when you start believing your own lies it's also confidence <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um many people believe their own lies back in the past when we did karaoke nights too yeah. many people i'd say believe <laughs> in their own lies They, Way they too many. Their own lies. They believe their family's lies. It was I blame <laughs> the family when it comes to this stuff. Oh, um, enabling, enabling. Yeah, it's in the ablest. Because I go, uh, yeah, your family tells you no, you must go sing. You must go sing. Same with some comedians. Family tells them, yo, you must go sing. Mm-mm. The crowd will tell you if you must go sing. <laughs> the crowd will tell you if you must do the comedy. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I don't know. I'm trying to think why I was such an asshole that time. I don't know what happened, but that 
that year I was just like, like I was super like, yo, I'm taking all everything this year. I'm taking mm. everything. I'm cleaning out this year. Mm. I was, I, I don't know, yeah, what it was. You actually, I do know what it was. I found my place in the world, and I didn't want anybody to shake me from it. Like I, I used, I was like a lost lady going through jobs, not knowing what was my thing. Then I found comedy, and in the second year of my comedy, I was legit like, I am going to do everything so that I can have the most of it because I felt like it was going to end. Like mm. I genuinely felt like they go after you do this, it's done. Like you must go back to the normal world, like like of office jobs and like go start mm. looking. Mm. Like I never thought that my life could mm. be anywhere where I am now. Mm. That that year, I genuinely just worked because I I felt like it was going to disappear within a moment. Um, so yeah, I was like very like a bit cocky, but I also mm. yeah, it's just it's the fighting the fight mentality that I had. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a it's a bit of a good thing for everybody to ever put a fight in them. I think. Yeah, and this is why I call the channel the Storm Legacy. Uh... Just to use Yasin as a reference point, right now, he has a legacy. Uh, started way back then, and right now, his legacy is his body of work up until now. Except this, because this isn't going to really probably count much compared to his awards. No, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that comedy will teach you that every platform you get is part of you, like you putting out there. So this this uh, this conversation we have is part of it. If, when I say everything, it's every tweet that I make, it's every yeah, post, yeah. I'm everything I put out there. It's part of like the of me becoming more me and growing whatever I can, growing to my more of my ability. I'll say, um, and it's also the thing of you mustn't knock your own thing, like. If this is yours, you must go, you must dominate it. You go, this is the fucking best thing that I make. <laughs> and you must stick by it. I'm still a baby, man. I'm, I'm not you it's in no 2011. <laughs> I, the thing is, I that still feel like a baby. I still feel like the open mic. But you must lie. <laughs> you must just go, no. <laughs> Sometimes the self-doubt will eat you alive, bruh. Like, I, um, yeah, there's many times now during lockdown, I think everybody gets it of like, oh shit, can I still, must I still, I don't have lists to do it. And I think it's just trying to push past that that's every day, just trying to push past all those things and go, I do, I do, I do, and I can, and I will. And that's essentially, it's that the, the, it's the train. <laughs> mm. It's that uh, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. And then essentially every day is the hill. It's poetic, and thank you for doing this, because this is the first Comedy Chiller podcast since probably two, three weeks ago. And what you're echoing now is the same thing you did in the last episode, is that when your pop happens, there has to be something that backs it. doesn't Mm. matter for how long you do it, there has to be something before the pop. It's, yeah, it's that thing of when, like, me figuring out my, I'll say my voice in comedy, like, it's the thing, it's that overnight success, but no one knows what happened in the day before the overnight. <laughs> 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 like, we work in the day, and then, oh, you go overnight, oh, we out of nowhere. No, it's like when, 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 Trevor got, uh, when Trevor got the Daily Show, the whole world was like, oh, who's this guy? He was... Selling out the whole country, he was too big for the country. So we were like, "Yeah, but I mean, he's that guy." But the rest of the world never knew him, so they never knew that he was doing all the prep. And I'm not comparing myself to Trevor at any cost, <laughs> but I am just saying the thing of we don't see the background work, so we can't always judge what we see. Yeah, people in the app starting a hashtag to fill the stadium. Our guys for the whole country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the thing of you go, like you see Youngster is now, let's say four or five years on the scene maybe, right? Maybe six years 
on the scene. But before that, he already had like 17 mixtapes out. <laughs> he's already been doing the thing. Like he's like been working at it for years as an unknown, I'll say. And then one day it clicked and then we were all like, oh, he's so dope. Where did he come from? The man's been working. We just didn't see. So again, the thing of everybody just is all working and people get the opportunity when the time is right for them. And it's perfect that you spoke about everything that working on something that nobody sees. You unfortunately do have a history with editing, right? Editing software, videos. Yeah, yes and no. I say yes because I, I did the job, but I say no because I hated the job. I absolutely hated the job. In retrospect, <laughs> I understand why. Because uh, I didn't have the concentration span to, to sit down and go, I'm going to spend a half an hour on a three-second clip. <laughs> so, um, and that's why five seconds of funny came out, everybody. Yeah, so thank you. That, 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 that was possible. That was part of the. Um, I say part of the 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 magic of it is that we figured out how to do a joke in a small moment, and that was what we had. Um, there's been some. Uh, yeah, that that campaign was really dope. But like I I enjoyed what it came, and I'm I also enjoyed that it ended. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, this might come. This might please somebody, at least one person. I have to correct myself. Drive cool drinks. Five seconds are funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and also the team from uh, Duke, uh, the oh, agency. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, oh, are okay. the, they are also not, not only the brains, but they're also the mechanics behind um, the campaigns that I've done with the drive. They are, yeah, I'm really blessed to, uh, to find a team that, work, that I work so well with and they, they yeah, they're very cool. Like they, they give me the freedom, but they also give me direction, which is uh, a nice thing to have. So when you were recording, right? Um, do you like everything where you say a joke and then subconsciously you just stop for like three, five seconds? Because your brain were, is conditioned in a way that, okay, I said the joke, now I have to um, expecting laughter to happen any time now. And then when I do it, that's why it makes editing a pain. Because you know how many gaps there are. It might be a five-minute five video, but the editing takes about two hours because I have to take the gaps out after everything. Editing is an art of its own. Again, editing, like, I see so many guys on, like, Instagram, like, editors and guys that shoot, and their work is amazing. And you go, they could never be in front of the camera because that's not their yeah. job. Their job is to yeah. be in the background and edit. These guys that shoot, amazing, but the edit is not up to scratch. But again, the job is to shoot. And yeah. essentially, that's, that's part of the world is, like, finding what you think. Um, yeah. There are people that can that are multi-talented. I'll say again, go across the board. Um, yeah. So I I'm releasing a series. I'm actually waiting for the for the approval of it. It's a series oh, yeah, of yeah. videos. Um, but it's basically it's also just me telling jokes. So I'm I think I figured out what is my rhythm when I do my comedy. So when I edit for myself, I've also learned like. Like, this is the pause break that it is yours. This is the yeah, A. Yeah, yeah. This is what okay. this sounds like. This is that. And um, that's essentially what I'm... Um, how do I explain now? Yeah, so, so when I do my videos, I know, I know when the pop happens. I know when the, the amount of laughter that it gets. I, like, I've, I've figured out those things already for myself. So if it happens with an audience member or someone watching the video, then... I kind of know what the response will be. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I can edit towards that. And I can edit to, like, that's the thing with editing. Like, you can take a joke and you can stretch it out. You can make it like a punch. Yeah. Or like, so that's, that's like the other thing with editing. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it's, so it's when people watch comedy, like editors that edit comedy, 
must be able to watch and also like they must understand rhythm and cadence when watching comedy if it makes sense so if yeah. you edit your own things you must go okay i want it to be punchy i want it many cuts yeah. as you go yeah. many cuts means it's it's faster even if nothing's happening but it's fast stitching up that you, it's perfect that you get onto that because those cuts those cuts saved many a video of mine <laughs> I love those cuts and not the transitions, just the rough cuts because it yeah. adds something to the videos. Um, someone whose editing style that I do or, or yeah, shooting an editing style that I watch but never like realized I was taking in is Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, where he would mm-hmm. take like, he'd have someone walk across the screen and it would just be like a five, 10 second clip of, of nothing and just this person walking across the screen. And like the, 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 like you, they'd focus on like the building instead of the person walking. And, um, and just like having moments of just nothingness. And those moments added so much. What, those moments were as important as the conversations that were happening in the, in the scenes. And, um, and I think that also really um, affected me and how I see movies and stuff. Again, I also learned a lot from, like the people I used to work with, uh, Malika Bader, he, I learned like a, a really a lot from him, like regard to how to edit and what to see when you edit. Um, but again, editing styles must fit the content as well. That's also a very important thing, I think, that a lot, not a lot of people take into, into consideration. So you go, at what rhythm do you speak? At what rhythm does your joke in, does your, is the cadence of your voice and your joke? edit to that yeah I think I, I, I hope it makes sense what I'm saying <laughs> I wonder if they know that Yasin Bond is actually a German name and it means efficient work so, <laughs> yeah. I, yo guys I work. wish you, 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 you took about efficiency right so, so because of the meds there's probably like like my meds is really dope because it like gives me super focus so there's days I can sit and I can be efficient then there's days that it's yeah hey nothing is happening today (laughs) (laughs) nothing will come off today but I just go yo that's like I've allowed myself to be that like I go okay we're gonna work on this today we'll work on this today we're not okay we're not Um, I've recently started getting into like making lists and to-do lists and I think that's really helped with like efficiency of like, okay. oh, I could see what needs to happen and stuff. Um, but I don't think I'm in any way efficient, eh? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try, well, the I well, the end product seems efficient, so I guess you see, that's all that, that, I need to do. That's the, that's the art of stand-up, is to make it look easy. <laughs> like, you can watch, <laughs> you watch a stand-up comedian and you go, oh, shit, it's effortless. Mm-mm. You, are, you don't know what's in the background. You don't know what's, what's clapping there. So it's the thing of you see someone on stage, they're supposed to be confident. They're supposed to like be all this and in their mind. Stand-up comedy is like the opposite of that. Weirdos do stand-up. It's people that can't say it in the real world and that's why they yeah. get on stage invent their, their thoughts. Um, you see, yeah, and I think making a career of it is just you finding the gap for yourself. <laughs> and then you get people that get offended by jokes. Let's just take a moment to understand how stupid that sentence itself sounds. Offended by jokes. No, so here's the thing, right? Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Shit, I'm saying. You the you can be offended by a joke that isn't a joke if the joke is not um thought of if the joke is not um well-rounded and if the joke comes from someone that doesn't understand the complexities of things so it's a thing of like making race jokes right you oh oh yeah 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 i wasn't thinking about that my bad no so even even like if, if you do like any topic that has that is taboo you can mm. hear when someone understands the thing and you can hear when someone is just speaking out of their nut, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they are pulling this idea out of their wall. Because like I've, 
you you see I see it with open micers a lot where they go, oh, I'm gonna do this because I want to be edgy, but yeah. You, so it's it's a thing of you like you have the right. Anyone has the right to be offended by anything, but firstly, it's the what I always push is listen to the whole joke, listen to the whole set. Firstly, that's the one thing you must do is listen to the entire set, because sometimes people listen to a setup and you go. Because <laughs> in the setup there might be edgy things being said, but if you listen to the whole set, it will it should make sense of a good comedy set. Because mm-hmm. if someone making a joke about um, religion, right? Yeah, yeah. If you hear the entire set, then you on a if a good a good set, you'll go, oh shit, this person knows what they're talking about. They yeah, yeah, yeah. have the the license to speak on these things. Yeah, right. Um, but then you also like you go oh then it will make sense. But if you listen to the joke itself alone, it might make sense. If you listen mm-hmm. to half a joke, if you listen to half of the joke, nothing will make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I can go fucking pause in my head. Like I go no, cool. like any any joke. If you just say a punchline, it will sound super like off. Yeah, yeah. It, Because I, you go like, um, I'm trying to think of some. I want to say things, but I also don't want to like ego. And the punchline is, and that's why I kicked the the, the baby in the road, right? Oh. But, but you didn't hear the setup. You didn't hear the context. You didn't hear the tone. You only mm. heard the punchline that would not make sense mm. to the whole thing. Maybe the punchline is also a callback to a joke that you never heard. So mm. those are all things that you need to take. But at the same time, like. Who was it? Like Jim Jeffries has gags where it's edgy in the beginning, but at the end it pans out. And and yeah. I think that's a good example of someone that you need to. Is one where he says, um, "He's actually the inspiration for my offensive joke thing that I just that I mentioned that started all this." If you read my material, <laughs> it's a bad read. <laughs> If people just read his jokes, they would think he's the worst person alive. Although, if people hear him say the joke, mm. then it's polar context. opposite. Con- context is very important because he has a gag that one that I was listening to in the week. It's something of like um, uh, gay marriage needs to be corrected, right? And then in the beginning, he like he speaks. It sort of like sounds like he's speaking against it, but at the yeah. end, he speaks of how gay marriage is actually better than normal marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's is a thing of he's not only pro it, he's actually forward for himself because he goes. It it just makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> but it's a thing of again in the um, and uh, yeah, it's a thing of like when you're hearing a joke firstly in the rough stages before it yeah, yeah. becomes polished. It, yeah. it can be rough, and yeah. if it's taken out of context, the joke can also be seen as offensive. But Kanti, you must just listen to the whole thing. Um, I think, yeah, I think the the, the yeah jokes jokes must just stay. Also, the thing with stand-up comedy, why it works is that there's no comment section. When I'm on stage, you listen to my whole fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> But when it goes online, everybody has an opinion, and you like. I don't. I'm not here for your opinion. Comedies, we I give my opinion on things. So <laughs> I don't. I don't need your comment on the. Just in itself. In itself, it's funny that there are people after specific sets that you do anybody like after the show, and they would go, "Okay, I like this set. You, that was funny." Although the people that criticize it online. None of those people come off to the show and say, "Okay, I didn't like that." Yeah, people are. I've had once, or actually, no. I'm trying to think of people that were cuck online that came to me after a set um, to tell me that they didn't like it. I've never actually no. I've I've had someone that tell me I was cuck online, saw me live, mm-hmm. and then like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but you're funny." Then, <laughs> I was, then I generally was like, "Yeah, I know." Like, <laughs> like I think that was my heart. Uh, like I know, like I was. Because yeah. the thing is, I a lot of people hide behind keyboards. It's so comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. 
say this shit. And yeah. Um, I genuinely, yeah, this guy was, he used to talk shit on a lot of my stuff. I haven't blocked yeah, him online. Yeah. Came to one of the shows, uh, yeah. laughing loud. Like, I still spotted him. I was like, yo, that's that guy just still talking shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. afterwards, he kind of like, yo, yeah, seems so funny, so and so and so. I was like, yeah, I know. And then I just walked on. Like, I've never been a dick, but I was legit mm. that day. I was like, I don't need this. Because, like, mm. being big online, mm. but yeah, like, yeah, mm. you want to be brasser. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I, like if you're looking mm. for attention, this is mm. not how we do it. Um, mm. And genuinely, people that, uh, yeah, if you don't find someone funny, you can also just keep your mouth. Because there's yeah. many times often, the show that comes and they're like, yo, you're funny, you're funnier than so and so. Then I'm like, I don't funny so subjective. I'm not funnier yeah. than some just my yeah. own funny. Like yeah. compare me to anybody. Oh, uh, yeah, God. it's it's like people also the thing is people again think the opinion counts. So they pick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's that's perfect way to put it. Now, I yeah. No, it's it's just that thing with art. Like, imagine like painting the Mona or the Sistine Chapel, right? Painting the whole fucking Sistine Chapel on your back, and then someone going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, you should have done it like this, eh? This person that knows nothing about this person that doesn't paint, this person that knows nothing about the art, but is here to come credit you. You must get the fuck out of here, <laughs> like. <laughs> Someone, yeah, like, yeah, it's, and I'm not saying comedy is art. It's an art yeah, form, but it's not yeah, art. Yeah. You also yeah. need to be real. We're telling totally jokes out here. It's not amazing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. We definitely are. Um, but yeah, so, I, yeah. Also, if you are not, um, if you're not willing to do comedy, then maybe, maybe critting it is not the thing that you must do. Yeah. That's all you must do. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> what are we going to say? I also would just go off on a tangent with these things. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what this whole episode has been, because <laughs> as I was thinking about this episode, I thought, okay, it's going to be 20, 30 minutes at best, and we blasted for 50 minutes already. No, Sorry, it's fine. That's perfect. That's, that's perfect. Um, and if you want more of Yasin's perspective... Find him on social media. Links will be in the description. He has about at least 20,000 people following him already. Joined him. Uh, and if you have, if you already have, uh, congratulations, you won the game. Uh, <laughs> one of the rare times I got onto Instagram this week, I actually saw an ad, a campaign that has launched that you're part of. Um, OTs, no, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, again, it's a it's that thing with comedy, it's like it takes you to spaces that you that you might not be part of your space, but you go there and you go have fun and it becomes a jewel. And it's just that thing of constantly making stuff and putting it out there. And yeah, I've gotten I've done ads that flopped and I've done ads that worked, <laughs> and it's all part of the process of just being present in people's eyesight. And again, like you and the podcast and, and the work that you do, it's yeah. all just the step to you finding an outlet for yourself. It's not necessarily going to um, be the B.O. and end all. It's not going to be the thing that sparks it, but it's all part of the process of it. So it's been 15 minutes. I could <laughs> legit go for three hours like you did last time. Although you only got 40 minutes of it. Uh, this time you'll get 50 minutes. So follow him everywhere. Uh, you'll find this episode on YouTube as well as Discord. Links will be in the description. And his social media links will be in the description. And also and because, the price, yeah. if you listen to it, and the price of the ticket to the show that you just watched is a share. That's all that you must do. If you yes, watched it yes, yes, this yes, far, yes, you must yes. share. That's the price of the ticket. You know, I find I find doing that weird because uh, I don't want to do it in my videos where I go like, all the YouTubers like, subscribe, no, see, I don't care. There's a reason they do it. There's I know, I know there's a reason they do it. I just find it cringy promoting myself. 
I'm just who's gonna, that who's gonna promote? No one believes in you. I know. No one I believes know. in you. I know. You must believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh well. It's um, difficult. It's very difficult. But it's also the thing. It's the thing I, I learned early in comedy is that you must stand. You must stand hard. Like you must go. Hey guys, this is the thing. Like when you do the joke, the conviction you tell a joke. It's this. Mm. Like you. Mm. You're fighting with him. You you like holding dominance, and you must hold dominance in like every aspect of your life. Of like, yo, I stand. I stand by everything I say. And mm. yeah, you you must. Um, I don't know. Can I say stuff like that to you? Like you must stand. I don't know if it's offensive or not. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking being a dick. But you know, it's that thing of just being present. Of like, you must. You literally like. You must believe in everything that comes out of your mouth, because it's a thing of you can't say something and then later go, oh shit, I wasn't meant to say that. No, you must say it and be like present that you say it. Say it, because yeah, a lot of the guys, big big for one place, you must be able to stand in every place. Um, anyway, that's just my take on it. Carry on. Everybody, I know you were saying goodbye. <laughs> and everybody that and everything that Yasin Bonds has said during this episode, I stand by. <laughs> Stand by. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, follow him. And if I don't cut this video off right now, I'm probably going to repeat follow him for the next five minutes. <laughs> so, from Yasin Bonds and from me, you know our in videos. Without you, there's no me.